0: Welcome to Rocket Ship, the podcast where web developers learn the skills and secrets to ship awesome mobile apps. I'm Simon Grimm, creator of galaxies.dev, and today with me is Enzo Manuel Magnano. I love Italian names. Welcome.
1: Hi, Simon. I'm really glad to be here.
0: Thanks for joining me today, Enzo. So, Enzo is a super interesting... Uh, combination of developer uh, running his own company and also doing pretty well on YouTube. So Enzo is close to 10k subscribers and I think his content is is rivaling William uh content in uh, that Enzo is uh, very focused on reanimated and Skia. So uh, we're gonna definitely talk about that later on but first I would love to know um, I saw on your profile that you went to some kind of Apple Academy when you were like in a corporation with your university. I'm an, I'm a little bit of an Apple fanboy myself, so tell me, did you meet anyone cool or what has been going on there?
1: Well, the the experience at the Apple Developer Academy is definitely such a huge milestone in, uh, in my life. Basically during the university, uh, we had uh, the opportunity to have uh, basically the uh, building from the Apple Developer Academy under the university and that was uh, really awesome so you can imagine there were a lot of people ca- uh, coming from all over the world just to attend the, the apple developer academy and basically i had simply to run from the university to the apple academy and it was like a one minute walk to, to achieve that so and that was actually my first experience in the mobile development field so mm-hmm. um in the um, basically I started uh, thankfully to building uh, native uh, apps uh, with uh, Swift at the time uh, uh, you know right now there is uh, this uh, Swift UI which yes. is quite awesome but uh, at the time uh, there um, basically uh, UI kit the UI kit framework was the unique opportunity to develop uh, a native application with um, with iOS, of course, uh, there was Objective-C, but that wasn't even an option for me yeah. at the time. Yeah, and I think uh,
0: that, that was around 2019 when when you yeah, went to I, the... Yeah. So yeah, I started exactly. with, with uh, Apple Development, I think, 2015-14 at my first job. And yeah, we started with Objective-C and back then storyboards were cool. And oh, I still uh, remember all the constraints and stuff going on. It was uh, exactly. horrible
1: exactly so uh, the fun fact is that um, uh, basically that was the first time that i was kind of binded to the apple environment and uh, i knew about uh, the um, possibility to subscribe in order to win the scholarship for the apple WWDC event and uh, that year i won and it was quite unexpected the uh, the possibility to win, uh, to, uh, w- win actually the uh, the WWDC scholarship for the wwc and then I moved to San Francisco for this uh, this event to San Jose, and it was uh, really, really awesome and uh, The point is that at this point, I realized that the apple environment was kind of awesome, but uh, it wasn't there were clear boundaries around the native uh, native development so um, at this point, basically, I was super interested about uh, the Native development, but uh, I realized, uh, especially as an individual, that uh, I couldn't basically afford to create two apps uh, natively. And uh, and then I tried to switch to other uh, other frameworks. And uh, at the time, basically, I started, and uh, that's quite a shame. I, I started with Flutter, so right <laughs> now, as a as a React Native developer, I shouldn't say that. But uh, Flutter was uh, definitely. <laughs> was definitely awesome uh, as a as a cross platform framework uh, to yeah. start with uh, so react native uh, was great honestly but uh, you know in the last uh, 3 4 years uh, there have been a lot a lot of changes uh, in the mm-hmm. in the cross platform environment especially for uh, react native react native 3 years ago wasn't that awesome to be honest so 3 or 4 years ago wasn't that awesome at all uh, Expo wasn't that, uh, uh, wasn't that huge as it is today. Mm-hmm. So Expo, honestly, I saw actually your video about uh, which one uh, should be the yeah. best, best option between Expo and uh, React Native CLI. I totally share your point, actually. It doesn't make sense for me anymore to start a project with React Native CLI. But all these awesome packages, uh, reanimated uh, Skia, gesture handler, weren't that great, uh, at the t- weren't even there at, at the time. So Flutter was probably the easiest solution to start with.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, w- I might have some Flutter guests later on this part, so I don't want to scare the Flutter developers away. Flutter is actually a legit framework. I tried it out just like a few weeks or a month ago, and it's just a different mentality or way of building stuff. I think it's actually closer to like Swift UI and how you structure your view with all the widgets and the huge widget tree and I mean it's Dart, so it's not something that comes naturally to like web developers who come from a JavaScript background. But on the other hand, I really enjoyed that like you got everything. You start a Flutter project, it's instantly there. You got all the packages. Like everything just looks good out of the box. I don't have to install React native screens, navigation, UI, whatever. Like I don't need fifty other packages. It's just all there. So if you if you can live with that and enjoy the material, UI. I mean, yeah, there's also like, what do they call it? Like, Cupertino UI for Apple?
1: Uh. Yeah, Cupertino, the Cupertino package in order to build the native, uh, native yeah. block for uh, the iOS uh,
0: So I I also come from a background of Cordova and Capacitor, so that's also the third option next to React Native. I mean, React Native and Flutter are usually like the biggest options, and nobody's talking about Capacitor and Cordova, but they're getting more traction lately, and I've been using Ionic for like eight years now, so uh, at some point it, it might reach the same status as React Native. But yeah, React Native just benefited from everyone getting into React at some point. It's just the React ecosystem that has grown so big, and... I heard that before, just yesterday on a podcast that, yeah, Expo somehow wasn't the same a few years ago. And I made the video because there were like all the other videos I found about this topic were from two years ago. And I felt like it's not the same It it has changed so much. Like I can do a pre-build, I can do a dev client, I can do whatever I want, basically. I'm not limited.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's definitely a huge, huge point. So uh, the point is that... Uh Previously, Expo um, basically you you, can't have, you couldn't have the, the option uh, to install uh, native packages. So of course, there were some native packages already available in the Expo ecosystem. But the point is that uh, that was definitely a kind of uh, limit for the uh, for developing React native applications. Uh, and uh, honestly. Um, Expo uh, did uh, this kind of upgrade to DevClient, to the pre-build stuff uh, quite a few times ago. I I believe right now it's almost two years. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was, even myself, I was quite biased about uh, the Expo CLI things. Uh, Since uh, I wasn't aware of that update, I was always thinking about Expo like uh, a kind of tool to to build uh, uh, toy apps or something like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I I gave to Expo the second... uh, the second, ch- the second try, I really was amazed by how far they went uh, into creating uh, a new framework to uh, build uh, React Native apps. So right now, the point is that um, by using just TypeScript, you can really truly build an app yourself without touching native code, and that's uh, without knowing anything about how to deploy a build on the iOS. It's it's just uh, a, a game basically. Uh, not sure if you have ever tried to. To to do that yourself, uh, uh, so of course uh, you have done that. Since uh, you you told me that uh, you have experience in Objective C, so you know how how it was previously. Uh, so eight years ago it was uh, was even even harder. And with Expo you simply run from the uh, terminal line and uh, and it's uh, it's good to be uh, good to go. No I submit, think- auto verify and. Uh,
0: yeah, I think some people come to Expo and think of it basically like a like a drag and drop interface builder. I, I feel they have the, they share the same mentality. Like when you see these tools, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I could drop some tools together, but if I want to build a real app, I'm going to use something else. Like nobody's you like nobody's using an interface builder to build a real application. And I feel like people think the same about Expo. Like oh yeah, this is cool. Like oh cool. You can just add NPX expo and install this, and ooh you get live reload. But yeah, if I want to them something real, I'm going to use the React Native CLI.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, the main mistake that I was doing even myself honestly. But uh, right now, honestly, I really think that Expo is uh, an excellent tool to build uh, to build uh, even production ready apps. Yeah, definitely, honestly.
0: Yeah, the the only other thing that I personally found confusing is the general build process. And the different options like um let me explain i come from capacitor and with Capacitor, you basically add an xcode project and an android project to your web app and then it syncs your web folders and you just run it through the native tools like that's the philosophy and so when i used expo i'm like where's the xcode project where's android i just want to see it like i want to feel this and and get this and they say yeah please use EAS EA build and i'm like really i have to build on your servers mm, i don't feel good about it but the thing is, after like a few weeks, I discovered, oh, I can just add dash dash local and it builds a local APK or IPA. Wow, this is amazing. And it just opened, like, the more I learned about Expo, the more I learned, like, how, f- like, you're not limited, basically, anymore.
1: Yeah, you have the double option. So I get your point. A lot of times, you you don't want to rely on Expo servers uh, if you want to. Build it's some, magic.
0: It's magic to some degree. <laughs> it's
1: magic. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, the point is that you have uh, all the possible options. So it's up to you. If you want to build it yourself, you're you can do that. Uh, if you want to rely on the magic, uh, you can uh, you can do it uh, either. So that's uh, that's honestly what uh, what is great about uh, about Expo. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: I would like to get into React Native in Skya and, and uh, the cool tutorials you did in a bit. But before, I want to quickly uh, highlight that you also have a consulting company that you, I think, started a year ago or was it two years ago? It's called Worklet. Um, so let me know why, why did you start a consulting company and, and what is it about?
1: Yeah, so basically the, the interesting point is that uh, this, this company uh, is from January uh, 2020. Uh, no, 2020, 22. I'm sorry, and uh, basically, so last year, uh, basically, the interesting thing is that I built this company with other two amazing uh, software engineers, and I met them at the Apple Developer Academy. <laughs> so, so, awesome.
0: So,
1: yeah, basically, we at the Apple Developer so at the Apple Developer Academy, we uh, we built our first uh, app. We, we did that uh, in um, uh, with the SwiftUI, not with SwiftUI, with the UI Kit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we start to understand that, basically, as I mentioned previously, uh, the native development. So, especially in Italy, right now in Italy, uh, iOS is very is very popular, but Android is uh, even more popular. So you need to have uh, even the Android option. Mm-hmm. So we rebuilt this app uh, in Flutter at the time, and uh, we really uh, we were really totally aligned on uh, the same vision. And uh, we maintained this uh, kind of project for three and four years. And uh, after a while, we understood the potential of uh, building uh, uh, products, um, the software products. And we left our job and we decided to open uh, this uh, consulting agency that is called basically Worklet. So right now I'm in the office of uh, Worklet actually. And uh, as you can see here, (laughs) we have uh, basically... Uh, a white, uh, almost white wall here, we, we need to paint our logo at some point, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are taking our time. So, um, th- the point is that uh, this uh, consulting agency is, of course, uh, truly inspired about the React Native world. Uh, we work a lot with uh, React Native, we work a lot with uh, React. Um, on, uh, we, we are totally specialized in mobile development, to be honest. Uh, but uh, we have uh, even experienced uh, web uh, development, of course, by uh, reusing the knowledge that we have from the React Native uh, ecosystem. So, for instance, uh, uh, of course, uh, mobile development uh, is uh, different from uh, web development, uh, even if they share the React uh, kind of uh, um, process, understanding of building uh, things. But uh, you can definitely reuse uh, a lot of, uh, of it, uh, even on, um, on the web, and uh, we have uh, used the uh, Heavily Next.js framework, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, which is definitely awesome, and it simplifies a lot of things that uh, previously wasn't that uh, that simple. So Worklet is all about uh, was all about that. We of course we were heavily inspired. Uh, so this name Worklet is of course a concept that is coming from the uh, React Native Reanimated package. So uh, the Worklet is a JavaScript function that uh, can be executed on the UI thread. So here. I'm, I'm going to be honest, uh, we really like that name, but uh, um, we wanted to, to give uh, to, to that uh, a kind of meaning, right? So we justified the name of Wordlet as the fact that uh, we are just... Uh, really focused in a uh, communication we we try to optimize the communication between each other in order to achieve a great productivity so here we are basically that's how we are selling the the work that, uh, work that name
0: yeah I, I really like your page like i've seen many con- consulting or freelancing agencies and yours look really like There's something going on, and it feels really interactive and light, so I really like the page. We're going to put this in the show notes. I mean, it's worklet.it. I guess you only work with uh, local Italian companies, but uh, we're going to put this in the show notes anyway, because you also have um, uh, a little showcase of the different apps you've built, uh, which looks pretty cool. Also, shout out, of course, to Raffaele and Paolo, your co-founders. I think you have a great team. Uh, I see just that you have a big data engineer with Raffaele, so I think building a team with different skills like you're not all total nerds and just want to write code like you have different skill sets in your team I think uh, that's important but how did you did you just jump into creating this consulting company like you said you all quit your job but did you have like some client up front or did you just think well if we three team up we we sure can make this work
1: well so yeah so before before talking about that um of course right now uh, the website is workedat.it unfortunately we we have we are talking about uh, upgrading the website and we are going to do that probably in September October since uh, uh, basically at the beginning of course we started with the local Italian uh, companies and that was uh, definitely easier for us but uh, thankfully um Thanks for coming from Twitter, coming from YouTube, we found uh, a lot of different customers from uh, uh, different countries all over the world. And so right now we are updating the the domain and we are going to update the website with the other uh, works that uh, we have done. So uh, talking about the experience in building this uh, company, um, so we were a bit crazy. So um, we (laughs) That's what it takes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's uh that's what it takes definitely but uh, uh the point is that uh we we basically uh saw the, this old app that we have uh, built together from the Apple developer academy we we made a bunch of money from uh, from this app it wasn't enough from having the idea to building a a company but uh, we we saw the potential in building uh, building apps so um we had uh, at the time uh, two or three customers uh, uh two or three potential customers and uh, we we took uh, this uh, this risk uh, we we basically rented this office uh, always uh, in naples uh, uh, in italy and uh, and the point is that uh, from the day 1 we made uh, very quickly these uh, these apps and uh, we started to improve uh, um, we started to improve uh, internally the frameworks that uh, we were using, so uh, internally in order since we are really uh, a small team, we really uh, try to invest a lot uh, in uh, reusable uh, internal libraries. Right. So the amazing things of software is that uh, uh, if you are able to uh, if you are able to create to create better software, um, you are able to deliver fast applications. so the point is that uh, the quality um, gets better um, and uh, you can ship even fast products, uh, even uh, amazing products in uh, in um, a quick time, basically.
0: Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. Uh, if you're just three people, you, you don't have like a huge team of developers, so you need to focus on, on creating that. Is is uh, all of that by now using React Native and React, so you're not using Flutter anymore?
1: Well, uh, at the beginning, we were using Flutter. Uh, we were using Flutter a lot, but the point is that uh, uh, React Native uh, has uh, definitely a huge market uh, um, right now. And uh, I believe that uh, Flutter hasn't reached uh, the the same market. Uh, so, of course, uh, you can show me the stars from GitHub and uh, all these amazing things. You can show me the Stack Overflow trends. And here I'm going to see the Flutter graph, which is uh, Higher than uh, than React Native, but the no, truth you, is that I mean,
0: I mean, they are somewhat on the same level. If you check out the Stack Overflow survey, like Flutter and React Native, I think they're almost at the same level. Usually, the last years.
1: Need, uh, need to <laughs> so, the, the, I, I need to check that? So the I need to check that definitely. Uh, but uh, the truth is that uh, there is on, honestly an error in uh, comparing simply react native with flutter you need to compare typescript or javascript with dart mm-hmm. and here you are going to notice a huge huge difference in the in the market so yeah we like to use flutter it's uh, an awesome technology often uh, it's even better to use flutter for a specific uh, kind of apps but uh, we found out that uh, react native uh, is a uh, more flexible in a lot of ways so for instance uh, it appears that the customers asked us to build a react native app and then uh, he he decided also to build a website and uh, react native web uh, or i'm going to talk about solito not sure mm-hmm. if you have ever heard, yeah, I have
0: heard
1: it's an awesome awesome product uh, made from nando rocco uh, fernando rocco and uh, Basically, you can have a monorepo which shares a React Native code with Next.js, and that was uh, truly awesome, and you you simply cannot do that with, uh, with Flutter, unfortunately. Flutter web, in my opinion, is not even an option right now.
0: Yeah, I, I think the output is still just a canvas element from Flutter where they render uh, all their pixels in it, right?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, th- that's fine if you want to build an app, but uh, on the web development, it's something else, honestly. So
0: I, I heard about Solito. Um, we're going to get to get back to Solito in a second. Um, I had two other questions. So you-, you said in some cases, Flutter is actually better or makes more sense for some apps. Could you say, like, from your experience, in, in which case Flutter shines? Like, when is it good?
1: Yeah, so in my experience, uh, um, when there is... Uh, an app that uh, really needs to perform uh, better in the Android platform often reaching uh, this kind of uh, uh, performance is easier with uh, with flutter so unfortunately with react native uh, you need to talk, you need to play a lot with performance in order to achieve uh, an awesome result uh, you need to be very uh, you need to really uh, take care about the renders uh, on, on all the components so you need to place a react memo almost uh, everywhere you need to <laughs> you need to be very careful by using the context apis uh, and and so on and so forth and uh, instead with flutter honestly um, since they are really relying on this type of canva view, they decide the rules they don't have uh, this problem with the bridge they don't have to communicate between the native platform and the and the uh, cross the, the canva so the, with a set state, with a kind of render in Flutter, you get uh, awesome performance with uh, with Android. And uh, in this specific case, probably it makes sense. Uh, if the app is uh, is not that uh, hard, simply few screens, 20, uh, 25 screens, uh, honestly, it makes sense uh, uh, to use a Flutter. If you don't need to do um, something really really complex uh, and uh, you need to have uh, awesome performance uh, uh, on the android platform that uh, that are my two points
0: Ah, oh, that's that's really like interesting points thanks for uh letting me know so we will definitely get to react native sky and animations in this segment the last question i had was um you said solito and i heard solito usually in the combination with yes Next.js, react native but also with tamagui uh, because Tamagui is like the, the latest, coolest thing in terms of UI components. Um, what is the exact thing that Solito is doing in in, in this combination?
1: So uh, the, the point is that Solito is kind of, um, I see it uh, more um, as a boilerplate. So uh, you can do that uh, yourself. Uh, you can do um, a monorepo uh, that shares a Next.js uh, and uh, uh, React Native app. Uh, but the point is that Solito um, does that for you. So uh, it prepares uh, the boilerplate with uh, a lot of uh, interesting packages. So, for instance, uh, Tamagui, I've never tried it, but I know that uh, um, is a UI library in order to build a cross-platform, uh, consistent cross-platform mm-hmm. um, uh, animations, uh, uh, user interface, and so on. Uh, across uh, not uh, only react native apps but also um, web web apps so the, the problem is that if you try to simply reuse uh, the um, your react native uh, your react native code in the web with something like react native web you are not going to experience uh, of course uh, a perfect uh, result often it's not even going to work so uh, solito prepares everything uh, everything for you and uh, you are basically ready ready to go. and uh, for for instance, if you have a React Native app and you want to jump on the, the web uh, development, uh, you can really reuse a lot of things. Uh, instead, if you have a Next.js website and you need to build uh, the, um, the app, it's uh, even better because uh, uh, basically you can uh, simply place uh, your Next.js website inside the website folder from, uh, from Solito and uh, everything is going, uh, is going basically to work. And at this point, you can create a React Native component and you can import it uh, into your uh, uh, website uh, folder and it's going to work, uh, to work either.
0: That sounds interesting sure. so, so it sounds like Solito is helping you get that mono repo to correctly set up like the NX tools in the angular world i um i don't know if you use those
1: yeah i, I'm, I never used uh i never <laughs> used angular i was uh, I was interested but unfortunately I was quite biased about the, the Ben award videos about uh, how <laughs> angular is uh, is terrible as a technology, so I never tried it.
0: Yeah, and I guess you watched the Theo uh, videos that Flutter is bad as well, um, because he has a strong opinion on that as well, because I think you can't use code push with Flutter and uh, that was his main reason for people to not use Flutter. (laughs)
1: Yeah, basically with Flutter, I I um, uh, I met Flutter as a technology uh, previously and so I wasn't biased in this type of (laughs) of situation.
0: So, um, yeah, Solito, I definitely need to get more into this and, and try it out. Um, so, if you say React Native for the web, the export isn't really great, um, what do you think about Expo Web? Um, because I know we got now the Expo Router version 2, which supports the file based routing. I guess I don't know how this plays together now with Solito and Next.js. Does this all work together somehow?
1: uh well so unfortunately i've never tried uh, uh, expo web i tried uh, expo router and uh, that's uh, definitely uh, a kind of solution that uh, uh, helped uh, actually nando rojo to build uh, uh, the uh, new version of uh, solito so uh, the the point is that uh, the router is uh, a concept from the web that uh, is quite uh, natural so you can see that uh, the navigation is uh, totally natural and that uh, that's uh, actually strange that uh, this type of um, uh, this type of uh, uh, visualization of structuring folders is uh, something new in the app development. So right now the navigation in the app has always been totally different from the navigation uh, in the in the web, and Expo Router brings uh, this type of concept even on the um, on the mobile platform, and. Uh, yeah, basically right now, uh, if you start a Solito project, uh, you can see that uh, Expo router is definitely the easiest solution to go in order to have a consistent uh, uh, folder structure across uh, uh, mobile and web.
0: But you're still going to have like two folders which have their routes. Like you have the Next.js routes and you're going to have the Expo routes. Like it's not just one folder. Like that would be the ultimate dream to have just one folder well, with the route.
1: Yeah, so in, I, I'm not sure if you can, uh, can achieve that. Uh, yeah, probably you can. In the but, future, uh,
0: maybe.
1: Maybe in the future, yeah. But uh, uh, often um, it comes uh, quite handy to have uh, Solito if you want to share a uh, mini component across uh, the platform. So it makes sense to have your Next.js website, your React Native Expo app, and then you can simply rely on separate components and reuse the heavy components across the, the folders but not reusing everything. So all the app, all the web, it's something too complex. And uh, I need to have the, the, let's say, the access, the possibility to update each detail, uh, each pixel. Uh, probably web is going to have uh, usually a different uh, user interface from mobile. Of mm-hmm. course, a lot of components can be reused, but uh, there they still are two different projects
0: yeah i mean it's going to be interesting what happens in the future because expo web looks interesting so with the expo sdk 49 they added like a ton of features that help you to build for the web like you can have an html file which defines some head stuff you can have like a function for get static params so you can Uh, do a static site generation so you can also have like better seo uh, for your expo application you can use css and it it feels a bit more like expo is moving in that direction i i honestly don't know how this plays out because nextjs is just the dominant framework for react at the moment and everyone's using nextjs so um, i don't know i mean it's probably it's like a lightweight solution if you have a react native app and say hey we also need a website so then you use the stuff from expo but if you, as a consulting company, really care about the web presence, which you usually also do, I guess in that case it will always be Next.js or something that gives you like the full web experience.
1: I totally agree with this uh, with this point. Uh, the, the trick, uh, in my opinion, would be to have the option to have both at the same time. So uh, basically, um, so for instance, in this uh, in the project with Solito. Uh, you are not uh, saying that you want to use a React Native Web. You are saying that you want to use React Native components into a Next.js website. So it's where uh, you have all the benefits. So React Native is an awesome technology. Next.js is an awesome technology. Why can't we have both of them? So that's uh, that's the um, the approach that is going to win uh, in the in the long term.
0: I agree. So now it finally comes uh, i want to talk about reanimated and uh other things regarding animation that you're doing on youtube so one thing up front um there are different words services libraries and maybe you can tell me the difference what is reanimated what is Skya, what is lodi um, because i've seen these different things on your channel so maybe you can make a little separation between them
1: yeah so basically um yeah, reanimated is a, a package react native reanimated is a package uh, super useful in order to build uh, uh, animations in uh, react native and the point is that uh, the common question is uh, how it is possible that uh, you cannot build uh, animations uh, with the react native uh, itself so how how is that possible and the point is that uh, you can actually you can use the animated uh, from uh, the animated uh, uh, class from uh, react native but unfortunately it's not going to work as you as you, as you expect. Uh, and uh, that's often a problem, not just with the fire-and-forget animations. So um, for instance, uh, on Twitter, you can like, you can uh, add a like, uh, and uh, the like animation, the heart animation is simply a fire-and-forget animation. Uh, the problem will, will come when you need to uh, introduce gestures uh, um, in, uh, in your project. So if you want to deal with gestures and uh, Animations at the same time in your project, uh, you are really going to struggle by using uh, the gestures and animations from uh, React Native. And uh, the point is that uh, right now, of course, React Native is updating the your uh, the structure, the architecture. But um, right now, there there is uh, this uh, bridge issue. So the point is that uh, you can think about uh, a React Native animations, uh, a React Native app uh, as an app that is always communicating with the native uh, native side, Mm -hmm. and while uh, having uh, gestures, while having gestures, uh, you are uh, while dragging um, the the finger on your screen. Basically, you are sending a lot, a lot of information throughout uh, this type of bridge from uh, to the native side, from the native side to the JS bridge, and so on and uh, so you are kind of forced to switch to other packages and basically reanimated and react native gesture handler uh, solves this type of uh, this type of issue they basically gave you the opportunity to write the javascript code that is going to be executed fully natively and so you uh, you don't have any more this uh, problem with the bridge and uh, you are basically good to go so why react native uh, didn't handle that uh, with a a package from React Native. Honestly, at the beginning, uh, I really didn't understand this type of of, uh, approach, but uh, as you have mentioned previously, React Native is very different from Flutter. Flutter gave you the full package from the beginning. You are not not forced to have, uh, let's say, 20 different packages, uh, three for handling navigation, uh, two for handling animations, and so on. Uh, but the, the point is that uh, the uh, philosophy of React Native is all about providing you the React Native core. So the other packages, uh, the very detailed packages, um, is fine um, that uh, they are built from other companies. And uh, Software Mansion is um, basically doing an awesome job with um, with Gesture Handler and uh, with Reanimator. Talking about the Skia, React Native Skia, honestly, it's uh, really a brilliant idea brilliant package and the point is that uh, uh, there is this type of uh, jealousy from uh, the react native uh, uh, development uh, um, react native developers uh, uh, respect to the flutter developers and the point is that uh, since uh, two years ago um, so till two years ago we weren't able to access uh, the skia api in react native uh, in the react native world so flutter build this. Uh, amazing uh, user interface by relying on a Canva. And that's uh, really a brilliant solution uh, for the mobile development. Uh, even if you really need to struggle in order to achieve native, a native interface. React Native has a totally different model, but the point is that uh, you want to have this key API also in, uh, in React Native, since you yes. want to be able to have this nice shader, these nice gradients, you want to have the blurs so, uh, if you are coming from native uh, native development, you are really going to struggle in order to build the glass morphism, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, a glass morphism design in React Native. That's something that was uh, super easy to build in um, uh, in Flutter, and uh, with Skia, you can finally achieve that. So uh, in the community, in my opinion, there is a kind of confusion between Skia and Reanimated, but uh, they are two to- totally different tools. And uh, the amazing part is that uh, they work uh, super fine together. So the Skia APIs um, basically can be binded uh, right now um, by using Reanimated 3. Uh, You have the possibility to use uh, the reanimated values into Skia. You can basically do uh, animations on the uh, Skia components, so the gradients, the blur. You can basically animate everything on Skia, and uh, you can have uh, both super amazing graphics in your React Native app, and you can have native, uh, the native architecture, uh, the React Native architecture at the same time, and all of that by simply writing. uh, typescript
0: code. Yeah, that's Whoa. that's that's amazing. Um thanks for the clarification between uh what's included in React Native animations and what's the difference to Reanimate. I think just visualizing the difference that you're sending messages across this bridge all the time or just doing it totally native tells everyone that yeah, of course just there's only one way to do animations, right? And that would be React Native reanimated then.
1: So yeah, definitely. So Actually, the the point is that uh, the amazing part uh, of, um, of all uh, of this process is uh, the fact that uh, at the end of the day is always JavaScript or TypeScript. So uh, just to tell you how powerful that this uh, this language uh, is. So in my opinion, learning React Native is definitely valuable, but the point is that it's uh, definitely valuable since you learn even TypeScript and JavaScript, and you can basically use that for everything. Right now, you can build a web a web app with with TypeScript or JavaScript. You can even build a backend with JavaScript or TypeScript with Node.js and so on. So that tells you how amazing this this language has come.
0: Yeah, the whole JavaScript ecosystem is, is amazing. And it, actually, it kind of doesn't matter from, from which point you enter it. So I also started with, with Ionic and Angular. But it was only Ionic, so for cross-platform. And then just like a year later, I found that I can also use Angular for the web. So I, I kind of transitioned into web and it's the same for React Native. You you can just get started with React Native, which is a bit different from web, but it's still React. And so when you open an XJS project or just React project for the web, you're going to feel at home. And if you do an express server, you're going to also feel at home because it's JavaScript or TypeScript. So it it totally doesn't matter from where you enter the the JavaScript or TypeScript ecosystem, um, you can always branch out later into like different areas, front end, back end, whatever you prefer. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, speaking of things to branch out into, I I, I watched your video about the metaball effect. So uh, for everyone listening, there's like a video from Enzo where in the middle you have a little little ball or dot of a of a mobile app. And with your gesture, you can move your finger around and it kind of snaps a bit to it like the sun has an eruption or something going on. And I said, oh yeah, that looks cool. Let, let's look at this. And I found that what you do in this video is to me a totally different thing than JavaScript or TypeScript. It is like you're doing some kind of matrix manipulation and yeah, let's just do one, two, three, three, zero, 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 one. Yeah, yeah, all of this makes sense. This is RGB and then we have the coordinates and we have the blur and like... It feels to me as though as getting into animations is something you really like really challenging we need to learn and I watched some of William's videos in the past as well like what he William is doing it, it looks like magic to me and he deserves some credit for those great videos because I definitely couldn't come up with the with the kind of like math that goes into into these tutorials
1: yeah, to be honest, uh, what William uh, usually builds uh, uh, looks kind of magic to me too. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, th- yeah, the point is that, uh, by the way, the uh, the Metable uh, Effect was uh, deeply inspired by one of uh, his videos uh, called Related to he- uh, the Headspace app. And uh, it's uh, definitely an awesome technique. And that's something that, for instance, uh, was really impossible to build previously uh, with the with uh, with React Native, and that's something that you can build simply because you have Skia. So, uh, for instance, without Skia, you cannot build that. And uh, of course, uh, you may be wondering, uh, but actually in a real use case, I will never have to um, need this type of Metabol animation. <laughs> But the point is that there are a ton of different use cases where you can uh, you can uh, um, use this type of technique with uh, the color matrix in order to achieve uh, uh, awesome transition. So I need to actually also say sorry to my Patreon subscribers. So I have this uh, type of Patreon account, and the, the metabol animation at the beginning was uh, um, was uh, an animation that I scheduled just for the uh, for my patrons. But the point is that uh, after, after that, uh, I built so many animations with the same technique uh, used for the metaball animation, and uh, I simply decided to reuse this type of uh, tutorial uh, and publish it even on YouTube, since uh, this type of technique used was uh, super, super useful in a ton of uh, different use cases.
0: So um, as I said it looks really challenging. Um, What's the way to get started with something like this? I mean I can definitely recommend everyone listening your channel and William's channel but what's the way to get into uh, reanimated animations and Skia and like if you're totally new to this what do you recommend?
1: So from my experience, uh, uh, when I started uh, the William Candion channel was definitely a reference for me. Uh, even the Catherine uh channel was mm, uh, yeah. definitely awesome. And uh, there is uh, this kind of new channel, even if it's not uh, new anymore, in my opinion. And uh, from Daniel Fria uh, called uh, uh, React Dance Lab, React Native Dance Lab. Uh, honestly, definitely, uh, definitely worth it. And uh, the point is that uh, um, to be honest, right at the time, the documentation wasn't super clear um, about Reanimated. Uh, when I started, Reanimated wasn't already Reanimated version 2. Right now, we have version 3, but uh, these two packages are a totally different version uh, from uh, um, respect to um, Reanimated version 1. Version 1 was really, really complex, in my opinion. Uh you really have, um, and the William Candido channel at the time was uh, the unique solution uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, that was helpful for me. But uh, the point is that right now the documentations uh, are very well uh, uh, written, Uh, so the reanimated documentation and uh, even the uh, Skia documentation, right now there is a specific section in the Skia docs uh, where uh, there are published uh, the most interesting tutorial uh, that you can look at uh, in order to build, uh, uh, in order to understand how the Skia API uh, are working.
0: That's awesome. Um, Yeah, so for everyone getting started, um, we're running a bit over time, but I would still love to know one last question regarding uh, uh, reanimated before we get into our quick question round. Um, So I saw that reanimated 3.4 was recently dropped. Um, Could you just quickly uh, let me know what's what's new in the latest version? So what's the cool thing that stands out to you in in reanimated 3.4?
1: Yeah, so to be honest, uh, I didn't try that uh, myself right now, but I saw an animation on Twitter that highlights uh, a very, very interesting uh, um, trick that you can now achieve with Reanimated version 3.4.0. And the point is that, uh, um, of course, with Reanimated 3, you have access to shared transition, and shared transition are simply magic uh, for me. But the point is that uh, you have the option to um, animate the shared transition even with with these swipe gestures from the, the iOS. So, for instance, while uh, touching this swipe gesture while navigating, you have uh, the access. You have the option to see uh, really slowly what is going on in uh, the animation. You can see how the shared transition is working, and uh, you can stop it while uh, while swiping uh, with uh, with your finger. And that's something that is uh, definitely new. Uh, previously, with the animated version three, uh, of course, the shared transition was there, but uh, there there simply wasn't this uh, kind of detail in the the animation. So I think, I believe that we are reaching a very interesting level right now with the uh, animations. Uh, So the point is that um, I made a joke uh, a while ago about uh, the fact that... uh, As uh, React Native developers, we often try to see what is going on in the native development and we try to replicate that in the React Native environment, but right now I'm quite optimistic and uh, I'm um, I'm seeing that uh, there is this kind of flip in direction, so uh, right now the native development uh, is seeing what we are doing with the React Native uh, animations and they are uh, trying to replicate that.
0: Uh, that's a, that's a great point a great way to end this episode yeah um, i love it that maybe the native developers are finally gonna be jealous about what we're doing in the cross-platform land ah one day one day uh this has been great answer so i have five quick questions to uh wrap up our podcast um it's our quick quick fire question round you can just give a quick answer so are you ready and prepared
1: well yeah probably
0: <laughs> question number one star wars or star trek
1: uh Star Wars.
0: Oh, perfect. Great. Uh
1: Mac or Windows? Oh, uh, what was the question? And the, the
0: Mac, question? Mac Mac or Windows, which do you prefer?
1: Uh, Mac by far, actually. There there is not even comparison.
0: Oh, with your history, uh, yeah, that question was pretty obvious. Um what's your favorite IDE at the moment?
1: So, uh my favorite IDE, I would say so Visual Studio is not an IDE. Visual Studio Code is not an IDE. So it's is an editor. Unfortunately, I cannot say Visual Studio Code. I'm going to say let's say IntelliJ IDEA.
0: Oh, okay. That's interesting. Good. So, uh what's uh the latest package you discovered? Could be a a package around React Native or a library or a service. Uh one thing Yeah, that's...
1: React Native Figma Circle. So the point is that uh, uh so yeah, I'm so it quick uh, quick answer, but uh, React Native uh, Figma circular lets you uh, to create the Figma border radius, the Figma corner radius in React Native. So <laughs> a really, really specific package, by the way.
0: We're gonna put this in the show notes. Yeah, um, no problem. Sounds interesting. I wanna check this out. And the last question is: What was your latest useful purchase? Uh, chat GPT version uh,
1: four. Chat GPT four.
0: Uh, that's yeah that's a good answer. Uh I guess you're using it at work as well. Um Yeah. In absolutely. With maybe also co-pilot.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, awesome. This has been great. And so I really enjoyed uh, b- both parts of the conversation. First about um, general Flutter, React Native and company building. And our second part about reanimated and animations. Um, you gave the right answers to the first two questions, Star Wars and Mex, So you're allowed to come back on the podcast in the future. Um, and now I like uh, 20 or 30 seconds for you. So you can also plug whatever you want to uh, give a shout out to your company or your tools.
1: Yeah, so thank you very much, first of all, uh, to having me. It was uh, really, really awesome. All the questions were uh, were really... So all the interview were, was really well uh, structured. Uh, even uh, my experience at the Apple Developer Academy, which uh, I usually tend to forget uh, about. <laughs> so it was uh, really a reminder about how we, we did that uh, till this point as a company. So we met at the Apple Developer Academy, and that right now we are simply going to the offices just about three friends that are are meeting we are going to hire uh, probably someone um, during September and October so the worker team would be uh, will be a bit larger than how it is right now but uh, yeah we are really really flattered about uh, what we have achieved uh, till this point
0: ah, that's awesome so everyone go check out also uh, worklet.it check out Enzo on uh, YouTube. I'm going to put all the links in the show notes. And of course, check out galaxies.dev if you're interested in more React Native courses and learning React Native. So thank you, Enzo. I hope to catch you again. Uh, It was a pleasure to talk to you.
1: Thank you, Simon.